0: Hello and welcome to Where the Living Room Used to Be, a podcast about Rhode Island's music scene. Hey everyone, it's James. On this mini episode, Sarah Greenwell and I discuss one of the most salient points she's gotten from the road. We also get into some of the illusions that are happening in today's music industry. And we'll get to learn more about how one of the highlights of her life came about. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Don't forget to pick up the Love You Funny Split or any of the other great gym shorts and Greensleeves records that are out there. And if you've been digging this podcast, please do me a favor and tell a friend about it. And leave a review wherever you're listening right now. Thanks! Sarah Greenwell, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, from your experience, can you share a piece of uh, music advice that, you know, maybe a fellow bandmate, uh, you know, a a mentor, uh, you know, uh, someone that you were on tour with, you know, like another band that you're on tour with, like was there someone that was kind of like in your musical sphere that they share a piece of advice that stuck with you that you would like to pass along?
1: I think so. Yes. Cool. (laughs) Um, so this is maybe like not the best piece of advice that I've just, it's kind of stuck with me because, um, so I was on a tour this summer, not with my band, but with this band, the Aqua dolls, um, playing guitar in their band. And that was really fun. Um, but every day before we would go out on the stage, um, this tech person. St- his name was Ricky Bobby, but he would just say to us, "Don't fuck it up every hey. time <laughs> and um, I just like really appreciated that because it kind of took me out of my own head for like a sec, you know, because mm-hmm. I was nervous to play those shows, but it was um I, I yeah, I guess it's not like the most sound or useful advice for other people, but it really helped me. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Well, again, I don't want to be like too much of a nerd or anything like that, but that is like literally what I would say to my bandmates as we would go out. I would, no you know, way, like, yeah like i'd play in uh, like you know this specifically this guy anthony and stuff like that but i'd be like all right guys let's go have some fun don't fuck up you know <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah, that's really cool true. so i yeah. Well, yeah take it for what it is but i've used that for 20 years so you know but uh, <laughs> uh it does it can be just kind of like a centering thing and uh you know just like a f- i mean it's meant to be like tongue-in-cheek and funny or whatever you know not that we're playing you know super technical math rock stuff that you know but it's uh yeah just about uh yeah just that so that's really cool to hear uh yeah sorry to nerd out about it but i just got excited for a second because i've like literally used that awesome (laughs)
1: nice
0: uh Uh, but you know similar to that you know kind of flipping it the other way though like you know you have this you know long career now and you've booked a ton of shows on your own you've played you know hundreds and hundreds and thousands of shows uh and just done a lot you know you've played with other bands um you know put out records like is there something that you've like learned over this time um like f- from your own you know experience uh that you would then kind of pass along to someone else
1: i would say don't fuck it up no. <laughs> yeah,
0: hey that's I a good say- to- it's golden you know you don't mess with the gold yeah. you
1: know <laughs> i would say maybe don't give up Because Mm -hmm. I think, like, at times it's so easy to just be, like, I mean, like, every definitely year, but every, like, so often, every few months, usually I'm like, what am I doing? You know, like, Mm -hmm. what is this? (laughs) What is this? You know, Mm -hmm. so, and, and, like, or just constantly, I think as artists, we kind of all are, like, is this any good? Or, like, is this? for me anymore or like how can I change this without like deserting this thing that people are already used to or like mm-hmm. then you know, I think like there's so much room for like self-doubt in certain scenarios and I think to not give up and kind of just trust your instincts and to try to like just focus on what you want to do rather than like how it's going to be received mm-hmm. which is it's tough especially in like the world today but I think yeah like I think art is art and I think Mm -hmm. as an artist you just kind of got to do what feels right as long as like it's healthy and good for you you know and I think Mm -hmm. not I think perseverance is like 90 percent of like what it takes to like get yourself out there and and like be able to play like or progress and play bigger shows and stuff it's like it's i think like the bands that i've seen do it have just been doing it for so long it's not like yeah, okay. this like, thing mm-hmm.
0: so yeah have uh i guess what kind of comes to mind is just like have you been able to or do you get wrapped up in streaming numbers and all this other kind of stuff or you'll be able to kind of because I like for me I'm, I'm a little bit older a lot of the time that i was touring it like S- spotify and these places were around but not really like the main thing so for me and again I, like why i go back to some physical stuff was like it was important for us to sell enough cds so i could put gas in the tank to get to the next show you know um but i was more concerned with with that you know um but it does it seems like it's a whole kind of like changing landscape over this time where everyone's just you know worried about streaming numbers and you know it's hard for me i'm a very vocal uh, person that doesn't really support that stuff just because it's like cool you you know got this many streams but you made you know i mean people are probably getting some of their distro kid uh you know 1099s and getting like a hundred bucks you know (laughs) just being like wow cool i streamed a bunch but i made a hundred bucks you know like so like i just was curious if you're able to you know uh, or what techniques you might even have to like not get caught up in that stuff because it just seems super freaking hard now um and i'm glad i don't have to deal with it so i mean i do as i'm playing in a band and putting out records but so
1: i think it's like it's so. This world, it, or like the music industry, is like constantly changing these days, and it's really tough to keep up with. And so, like, part of me is like, I can't even think about this. Like, I'm just gonna put this song out on like mm-hmm. a Wednesday, and I don't, I can't care because, like, yeah, yeah, I can't handle. Like, it's so much to think about. You're like, oh, you have to put it out on a Friday, so like, <laughs> I'm like. Oh, yikes. But it's frustrating because it's, like, people really, you know, like, the other side of it is that, like, it does matter, right? Because, like, booking agents are looking at that, like, to see if your band is good to take on tour or, like, Mm -hmm. venues are looking at it or other bands are looking at it if they're considering you for a support slot. But the problem is that sometimes, like, people have these – but or like some band gets playlisted and then like they have massive following on like Spotify, but then like they haven't had any touring history. So they actually like, it doesn't match up always with, like yeah. Yeah. You know, we, I don't think we have like a massive listening, like monthly listener party or whatever, but you know, people come out to our shows. So it's like, yeah. it's, it's tough to like, Prove that when like all you're basing in it on is spotify lessons mm-hmm. so it's frustrating and it's also really it it actually kind of makes me mad because now like with all of these like social media platforms and streaming platforms it's like you have to pay now to like even reach your own followers like it's bullshit sorry mm-hmm. i don't know if i'm oh you word. absolutely
0: are yeah no fuck that like,
1: <laughs> it's like it used to be that like you make a post and like the people who follow you see it and yeah. now like these weird algorithms it's like you can't e- you put out a song you can't even reach your own people mm-hmm. and like so that part is like a little frustrating but i think like my i yeah i can't get so wrapped up in it because it's like I don't know. I can't let something like that ruin my day. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know, I'm so appreciative of like the people who it does reach and it does resonate with that, like, it is what it is. And yeah. like, we don't have like massive labels with like tons of money that are like just throwing it at these playlisting people or like the which I mean, I have no judgment either. Like that's how the world works. Like I'm not Mm -hmm. judging the way that it's, that it happens either. And I like want to be really clear about that. Um, I just think it makes it harder for the people without those resources to like reach more people. Mm -hmm. Like it feels like unfair or something
0: yeah yeah well it is tough i mean again just from my own perspective it was like more of like what what we were talking about in the full interview just like we just i, I went out and i worked hard you know i was like literally we would book a, a tour uh You know, Anthony was a singer of the band and I lived together and we had a a big map and like next to our computer and we would just look at the map and be like, all right, so where are we going to go? Like we just did, you know, this run through like the Northeast out to like Ohio and Michigan. So let's go and do like North Carolina down south. And we're just looking at stuff and doing a lot of the same things that you were doing of just trying to find bands. Um, And we just like worked really hard, you know, and got signed to some small labels. um, And but it just seems that you just can't do that now just because it's just you know a lot of it is in the the hands of these giant companies you know so i mean yes you can pay for like i guess spotify playlisters or whatever but you know it's it's just a different thing i guess than than me of just getting in vans and you know playing shows and making connections and you know working hard you know so yeah
1: Yeah, and like yeah i think it's it's like all like fair game you know i guess Mm -hmm. and like i'm i i it's just it's it's hard to keep up with and I really like I'm mean, I don't have like a computer brain really like I'm kind of like shit with like technology sometimes. So I like don't understand I like read articles about it or whatever, but I just don't understand like what the hell like people have all these hacks, you know, and it's like I just oh, okay. don't what the hell. I don't know.
0: Yeah. yeah. But what i have read is that and you're it's absolutely true is that you and your band are known for your live show so just keep on doing that and uh uh you're doing big things i mean you played riot fest uh recently and you know like you're just you know working hard so just keep down that path and uh um Honestly,
1: highlight of my life by the way just letting you know
0: playing that i mean that's that's pretty rad you know what was that experience like for you um and and how did that even come about i mean i I guess you mentioned that you have like a new booking agent for the last couple of years was it through that or um uh, but what was it like playing such a big festival
1: there was there's this person bobby who bobby schroeder who always helps us in chicago like he or he doesn't he's been at all our shows in chicago and he's been such like a supportive guy like i love to see him at our shows Mm -hmm. and i to him and he was for years was like you gotta play riot fest he he works a lot of security at chicago venues and i'm okay he he does he's worked security like in the past there and he's been telling us for years to like hit up riot fest try and play riot fest and so like finally i i got the person's email and i had written them didn't really hear anything back and then like think it was like a couple weeks before riot Fest or before it was like announced or something like the Mm -hmm. last of it or something and i heard from him and that and he was like i know this is last minute but like can you play and i was like and then at that time we had our new booking agent so i wrote him and i was like can we do this like can we make this happen like can you guys talk can we do this and uh it ended up working out and we went down to Chicago for it and we're up or over to Chicago for it. Yeah, left and, uh, for it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was like, it, that just meant so much to me. Cause it was like, it was so organic the way that mm-hmm. it happened sort of. And I just felt like so excited by that mm-hmm. also specifically. And I, I don't know. Bobby's the best. And Jake from Riot Fest is the best. And it was like, just felt so cool. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I like, we stopped playing and I just like started crying, which I is not really happened to me, but
0: it was really cool. That's awesome. That's a really cool story. And yeah, congrats on that. And and congrats on how you got there. You know, uh, that's, that's really cool. You know, um, and yeah, just one more question for uh, this sound advice uh, segment. Um, just it's me. I'm just always curious, like what inspires the artists that I talk to. You know, and this could be, you know, what inspired you musically, or just what inspires you to, um, you know, do do whatever you do. You know, like uh, yeah.
1: Um. Well, I think I've been inspired a lot by just comedy in general. Oh, cool. <laughs> or like the I. Idea- I think, or I would hope that maybe some of that comes across in especially with gym shorts, but I think just always I've kind of been inspired by something that makes me laugh or like a concept that I'm like, Oh, that's funny. And then Mm -hmm. I'll like write it as a punk song, which kind of in my mind makes it funnier or something like, yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but, but yeah, like, I think that, in life like you just need to laugh because there's so much intense yeah. shit and like it, it's not ingenuine it's just like like it's not like a joke band you know mm-hmm. no no but, like in and in a lot of just that stuff like there is some real like substance intertwined in those lyrics and stuff but some sometimes you just like need a like laugh in my opinion
0: <laughs> yeah no that's cool uh I dig it. Uh, I, I agree with you too. So, um, but yeah, thanks again, Sarah. It was really cool to uh, have you talk about the stuff and even kind of, you know, take that quick detour uh, down uh, today's music industry uh, woes or whatever. But uh, um, no, it was really cool. It's on points and uh, made me happy to hear about uh, that first piece of advice, you know? So, but yeah, thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. As you heard in the full episode, Jim shorts are widely known for their live show. So what I have for you next are a couple songs that were recorded live on tour back in October of 2021. Enjoy, I'm the Jeff Gordon of our generation, followed by Zero Thanksgiving.